Hello, and welcome back to Overwhelmingly Underwhelmed. I'm your host, Lexi, and today we're going to be talking about life goals. You can also find this episode on YouTube now. Let's get ready to have some uncomfortable conversations in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome back to Overwhelmingly Underwhelmed. I'm your host, Lexi, and this is my first ever YouTube recording. Now, I have a whippersnipper outside, so I'm really sorry if you can hear that. Hopefully you cannot. I live in an area that has a lot of retirees, and you'd think that'd be really nice and quiet, but it actually means that they're constantly mowing their lawns and taking turns whippersnippering everything because every single house is beautiful. Um, And they always do that at some time early in the morning so you don't get a sleep in. But I'm not complaining about that because it is a wonderful neighborhood. And all of the people are very nice. Today, I wanted to do something a little different. In fact, I want this whole podcast to be a little bit different. I had a weekend away in Melbourne, and I think that the way I'm doing my podcast is quite rigid, and it's not its not easy to listen to. So I give you a topic, and then I give you how to solve the topic. And I don't think that's an easy listening thing, unless that topic particularly pertains to the situation that you're in. So we're doing a little switch up. Today, I wanted to talk to you about goals. And I hope that this is easier listening than the previous things that I have recorded because I think that the way that I'd like to view our relationship is in a way of like I could be the person that you listen to when you're driving home, easy listening on the way to the beach or something like that. So it's not a podcast where you have to have a certain issue to come to it to solve that issue, if that makes sense. I'm going to be doing these podcasts from the couch because I have no room in this apartment for a recording area. It is small and ever since we had our fire, it um, has held most of my things. A lot of them are still in storage. I do love this apartment, but I do wish that there was a place that I could do some recording and there isn't, but I'm doing it on my pride and joy, which is my couch. And it is the first expensive thing that Max and I bought for ourselves. So today we're going to be talking about goals and this is something that I have had a lot of time to think about because as a woman in her 30s, there's a lot of things that I'm supposed to be doing that I have not done and that I won't, I will probably never do because they're just not for me. And having goals as you grow up, they change a lot. Like my goal when I was 20 was to be the prime minister. Um, but my goals now are very different. Let's talk about what I have planned for the next few years for me and how that's different from people my age. And also let's talk about not comparing yourself to other people and their achievements and the way they want to lead their life. Because this is something that my poor therapist has had to listen to for so long with me is me yapping on about the same things. People at my age have different goals to me things like buy a house, have children, be in a successful relationship. I, of course, would love to be in a successful relationship. I currently am. and I'd like to keep it that way. But my goals are very different to all of those types of things. I'm not interested in settling down and buying a house. In fact, I've never been my entire life. And I'm not interested in having children. Never in my life have I been interested in having children. And all of the mothers that I have around me are wonderful people and their children are great. It's just not for me. I just have never in my life wanted children. Even as a kid, I didn't dream of growing up and being a mother of children. And at this point in my life, whilst children are a really big thing for the people around me, they're not a big thing for me at all. I do not love the noise they make. I don't like that they're a little grotty. I 
I'm just not a big fan of the idea of having to look after someone else when I can barely look after myself. And I feel like I have a lot to do to work on myself before I'd be confident enough to raise another person in this world. And a lot of people don't see an issue with that. The people that do see an issue with that are mostly just the men on the internet who genuinely believe that women are here just to make babies for them and get upset when women are independent. I remember a while ago, I put up a video um, when I first started TikTok, I think I was like 29 or 28, how I had moved back to Australia. I was renting this two-bedroom apartment on the beach by myself. I worked in tech um, and I had like all of these things that I was happy to buy for myself. And like a bunch of men on the video were like, oh, it's daddy's money. It's daddy's money. My goal is to make sure that women feel like they can do these things by themselves because they absolutely can. And it doesn't matter how much men, like when I say men, take it with a grain of salt because these types of men, they're not all men. These types of men are conservative or they're dicky or they just want to pull women down. They, they talk about, oh, I want an independent woman, but not too independent. They don't know what they want. So they sit on the internet and they yell at women who have things that they want, things that they will never achieve. One of my goals is to ensure that the women around me and the women that I am able to impact are able to feel like they're empowered enough to go and do things by themselves without a partner. And that's all right, which seems a little um, ironic considering I am in a relationship. I understand that. I do love my partner very much. Our relationship has been very clear from the beginning that we have uh, two separate lives and in the middle is our relationship. That's never going to change. So one of my goals then is to make sure that other women can feel like that as well, or they can feel like they can do things without a partner because this world, this society really tells women that they should be in a relationship and that's how they're valued. Like they're valued as to how attractive they are to men, which is just bullshit. That's like intertwined on the way to having a TED talk and writing a book. My big goal is to have a TED talk. The secondary goal is to write a book. And as somebody that's in their 30s and is working towards those goals now, I can tell you right now that it's never too late. And that sounds silly to probably people that are in their 40s and 50s who look at me in their 30s and are like, of course, it's never too late. You're young. But I think when I look at my friends who are a little younger um, at basketball or the ones that I interact with online that sit there and they're like, oh, I'm in like my mid-20s. I should have done this by now. I remember being there and I remember having the exact same thoughts and I only quit my job at 31 to try and reach my goals. And I'm here to tell you not to leave it that late if you already have an idea in your 20s and if you are in your 30s or your 40s and you're watching this and you're hesitating, stop hesitating. Because what I don't want for you is to come 10 years time, you're sitting there and you're thinking back and going, oh, I wish I did this 10 years ago oh, I had the resources to do this 10 years ago, but I didn't do it. What I'm trying to tell you here is that your goals can be something that other people don't want to do, and that's fine. But also you need to respect those other people and they need to respect you, or they're not the type of people that you want in your life. Battling with having different types of goals to other people sometimes gets to me, and it's not in the way of like it pulls me down to the point that I'm like, weeks on the floor but it is a constant thought it is a constant thought because when I do walk around I see women my age with kids and I see women women my age with a husband or they're settled and they're in this nine to five job and everything seems stable and reliable for them and every now and then I have a thought where I'm like oh wouldn't it be nice just to have that stability to come home to 
a house that you own to go to a job that you know is going to be there tomorrow. And then I recall that I have had that stability where I had a job in tech, where I was working for six figures, where I'd be working from home and a lot of people like, oh, that's amazing. And yeah, it was. I was privileged. But it was also shit because I had no other part of my life. Every part of my life was dedicated to my job because of the mental capacity that it took to do it. And you could say, well, why didn't you find an easier job? Because unfortunately, these types of jobs are what my brain craves. I like things that keep me learning all of the time. And that can be stressful. That is sometimes very stressful as a person. And these, this particular job in tech, it was a company that allowed me to work from home, to have flexibility. They actually, I actually worked in London for them. So I'd worked for them for many years and it was a nine to five, but my particular role was a global role and they refused to give me more resources to work that global role. So I was working at any time of the night and they'd be like, oh, just take back the time, take back the time. That's an easy thing to say, but when you've got that much work to do, you don't get to take back the time. And then you have this expectation where they're like, oh, you know, you'll be fine. You just work. If, like if you have a meeting at 11 p.m., you just take an hour in the morning, but you don't have time to take an hour in the morning because somebody has booked a meeting at 7.30. So there's, there was no balance for me. And I think that partially was my own fault because I could have at any point said, hey, I would like a different role. But because I've grown up believing that my value is attached to my salary and my value is attached to constantly being like in a higher role, career, 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 there was no way that I could quit because I would see myself as a failure. So I did, instead of just pulling myself down a peg and being like, hey, this role isn't for me, I need another role, I just quit my job entirely. And the first few months were really hard because all I could think about was how unvaluable I was as a person without having a full-time role. And that affected my relationship because in every relationship I've ever been in, I have been the breadwinner. And all of a sudden, I wasn't. I was earning nothing. And it's not like I was relying on Max, my partner, to pay for anything because I had enough savings to be able to quit my job and actually look at going into what I want to do, which is a creative industry here. But it was more of a fact that all of a sudden I wasn't able to build my savings and my superannuation had stopped and I couldn't go out during the day to a shopping center and see a dress and be like, oh, I really like that. I'm going to buy it. I don't have that freedom at the moment. And for some reason, I had attached my value as a person to a career where I was like, I don't need anyone. I have my career. I'm going to work. I'm going to work. I'm going to work. And I think that there's a stark contrast between being a career-driven woman and being a family woman because you can be both. And I think that society doesn't accept that yet. Um, for me, I was 100% career-driven all through my 20s. The moment I hit the tech industry on the marketing, I studied marketing and business and accidentally fell into tech. The moment I hit that industry and I saw the earning potential and the potential to learn new things and manage people, I was like, I want to do all of those things in my 20s right now. I want to do them right now because I want to prove to everyone that myself, a single woman in my early 20s, in my mid 20s, in my late 20s can do things that other people don't expect me to do. Because that's what, because my value was attached to that for some reason. It is no longer attached to that. It is slowly moving away from that. It's really hard. And for anybody that's in the same position that is being burnt out day after day after day in your job, I urge you to look around and see what you can change because there is no way 
that you should have to do that for the rest of your life. And there are people who are willing to do that for a few years to earn money to buy a house. I think that's fine. But have an end goal because life isn't about going and going and going constantly. It is. It has to be at some point that you stop and you look around and you think, oh my goodness, I've achieved so much. Imagine where I was a year ago. Good on me for doing this. And if you'd like to keep going and going and that's just how you work, that's absolutely fine as well. We don't judge here. But if you are in a place right now where you think this isn't my goal, I don't know where this expectation came from, like I was in my late 20s, then have a look around and see what you can change. What can you afford to do? Can you go and find a job that allows you to work from Bali? Can you go and find a lower paying job somewhere that will allow you not to take your work home? Can you change your career-driven goal to something that you think you could bring into your own business? Do you have the skill set to do that? Absolutely, you do. You absolutely do. Even if you doubt yourself, you do. And if you think, okay, I could do with XYZ education, go and do it. Go and do it. If you are in in a country that pays for your education, um, in I'm in Australia, so we have a hex debt, so that's a loan go and do it. You will earn that back. Right now, I'm sitting in a position where I will be studying again in one month's time. I'm studying my postgrad in psychology because this is what I want to do, because my goals are not like other people's goals in their 30s. And that's a scary thing to say, and it's a scary thing to live through because now after working with my therapist for nine months, I have detached myself from the value that I bring to a company working for somebody else's goal and making six figures. I have detached myself from that. Now my value comes from how I treat people and the feelings that they have after I leave them. And it comes from the fact that I'm learning more and more knowledge every day and I'm about to be like blown away by knowledge about humans. And using that knowledge, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to have a TED Talk and I'm going to have a successful YouTube channel and a successful podcast. That is going to happen. And from these days where I have managed to, to switch over from having value in a career-driven environment and making money to now where I'm making no consistent income, but I'm doing things that I love, it's so much easier to get up, to take my time in the morning, and then to do this, to have a chat with you, to make reels, to make TikToks, which sounds so silly in my 30s <laughs> when I say it out loud. But every time I do, I make an impact. It lands. And if you put yourself out there, it's always going to be like that and you have to be ready. You can't sit there and take other people's thoughts upon yourself and take them inside and think, that is my value, because it's not. Your value is how much you give to the people around you and how much much impact you can make to those people. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is it's all right to have goals that are different to everyone else. And it's all right to people that have goals like family and marriage and houses. I'm not saying that that is wrong. I'm saying that it's okay not to have those goals because you can still be epically successful without all of those things. And if those are the things that you want and you have other goals, go for it. Get that shit done. Don't sit in an environment that makes you hate yourself. That makes you question who you are because the, the, because the job has overtaken your individuality. Don't sit in an environment 
where you are working for somebody else's goal unless you really like what you're doing, unless that particular company is making a very big impact in the space that you want to and you have fulfillment out of that, or unless that is what you need to get to your weekend. You want to work that nine to five because at five o'clock, you can walk away and not think about it for the next 14 hours or whatever it is between, right? It's 16 hours, isn't it? What's going on with my brain? Oh my Lord, it's way too early for me to doing. Yeah, 16 hours. I got it right. Okay. Sorry about that. Anyway, and also it's never too late to start. It's not. If you think about the famous people that have become successful, a lot of them have done that in their 30s and 40s and 50s, right? Let's look at people like Oprah Winfrey. Look at people like, I'm going to give you a list. I'm going to give you a list of people. Hang on. Okay, so we've got Eric Wan, 41 when he started Zoom. Martha Stewart, 41 when she started her career. Uh, We have Vera Wang, who was a figure skater and a journalist, I think, until she was 40 and then started working in fashion. Laverne Cox, 41. Apparently, being 41 is where you really need to start. What I'm trying to say here, and what I've been trying to say this whole episode is that your goals can be different from other people and you are never too old to start those and you're never too young to start them either. If you feel like right now in your 20s or in your teens, you have the capacity to go and do something that's going to change people's lives, go and do it. You need to get off your ass and go and do it and stop questioning yourself as to whether you can do it because it's people who go and do things, the people that other people laugh at, that will become more successful. Because the moment you stop thinking about what other people think about you is the moment that you start being successful as a person. And as a woman, there are systems in place that tell you that your dreams are not valid or that your dreams come second to whatever your partner wants or that your dreams don't get to come true because you have to have a family. There are systems in place that will keep you there and will tell you to knock back whatever you actually wanted to do because you have more important things to do. And that's just not true. It's not true. And as somebody that's living in her 30s without children, I see it everywhere. There are systems in place against women. And that's why I'm here to tell you that those systems will speak loudly to you, especially as you grow up, especially as you're in learning in primary school and high school, that your value only comes out of finding a mate and being in a relationship or being extremely career-driven and then immediately being called bossy and a bitch. There's no in-between for us. There is an in-between. It does take some courage and it does take some guts because right now we're in a world of change. We're not at the point where we have the same opportunities as men and the same ideologies surrounding us, and even the same medicinal care. We're not at that point yet. But if you choose to stay and be put into that box, even though you don't want to be, that's your choice. It's your choice. And sometimes it might seem like you cannot step out of that. And I understand that. But there are small things that you can do that will help you step out of it, even if it's joining a book club finding other like-minded women where you could have important conversations, small things like that, that will help you find some kind of meaning in your life that isn't attached to the way the patriarchy tells you you have to find meaning. So please, please go out of your way to have that conversation 
with the people around you, to have that conversation with your partner, to have that conversation with yourself and say, hey, what am I squashing here? And look, there are also people out there who want to be part of the system and that's how they, that's how they create happiness and that's how they see value. And that's absolutely fine. I think that's beautiful for those people. For those people. It's not beautiful for me and it might not be beautiful for you. And if it is beautiful for you, great. We've, if you're listening to this, I hope you did get something out of it that has helped you move out of your comfort zone today. Just because currently our societal view is very, it's still very on that kind of like nuclear family with jobs and kids. That doesn't mean that your your goals are invalid just because all of the people around you have this particular goal and it's different to yours. It just means you might be the change maker. You might be the person that gets to make the impact. Okay, I think I've been chatting for like nearly 20 minutes now. So um, it might be time to love you and leave you. I have a meeting with my mentor in half an hour and I'd really like to eat something before that. Something else that I'd like to say before I go is that there are people around you who will help you and there are people that are in the position to help you that have already become successful. And a few of the things that you need to do when you do want to go and have a career change or go and do something else that works towards your goal is number one, remember that it's not going to be like a straight line. It's not going to go, okay, I want to do this with my career today. So I'm going to quit my job and go and do that. That's not how it works. Unfortunately, you're your um, pathway to your goal is always going to be all over the place. And in the end, your goal might actually change and that's okay as well. But you do need to have a look at your goal and create smaller steps towards that goal. That's something that I'm really bad at doing. I always look at a goal and think, I'm going to get there, I'm going to get there, but I never know how to get there. So working with a mentor, working with my therapist has helped me a lot in, in learning how to actually get there. And I think the other things, make sure that your goals are always within sight. So for me, I have like a big whiteboard that tells me, you know, I'm going to have a TED talk. I'm going to write a book. Um, Those things are always in my line of sight. That's what I'm working towards. So on days that I have moments where I'm like, I am not valued as a person because I don't bring money to the table and I don't like, I don't have a career. That's what everybody else has. I have to look at those things and think, okay, that's all right though, because the impact I'm going to have with this kind of stuff is going to be vastly more major than the impact I could have had sitting in my nine to five tech job working on somebody else's goal. So those are two really important things. The third thing, if you have ability, if you have the internet, if you have the internet, go on YouTube, go and do as many free courses as you can with Harvard. I'm currently doing the AI courses with Google, which are all free. Take as much knowledge in as you can and you might be surprised at yourself at finding out that you are great at something that you didn't think you were good at or you have a really big interest in something. And the fourth thing, find yourself somebody or a group of people that are able to inspire you to become better as a person. Don't hang around with people that are unwilling to have the tough conversations, that are not willing to have conversations about the future, that just want to do what they want to do and sit around and survive in life. If you want to be better, you need to find people that you can surround yourself with that are already either there at the point where you want to be or are working towards roughly the same thing, working towards something that is a goal that other people don't have or working or uh, uh, wanting to become successful in a industry, in the same industry that you want to be successful. Find yourself those people. 
and make sure that you have strong connections with people around you that are pushing you to be better. Not people that are like yes sayers, you know, the ones that sit around you, go, yeah, that's great. What you've done here is great. It's so great. Find yourself people that are willing to give you some sort of constructive criticism. Hey, this is great, but I think this could be better. And don't take that personally. Take it in a way that is going to help your growth. I have a mentor now. She is awesome. Um, She and I worked together in my last job. She is in a very impactful industry and she is extremely candid. And I know that when she tells me something isn't good enough, she's not saying, Lexi, you're not good enough. She's saying, you can do better. I know your skill set and you can do better. And so if you can find those people early in that journey that you're going to take, that could make a big difference in how successful you become. So make sure you find those people, please. All right, I think I'm going to leave it there and I hope this has helped in any way. I hope that it pushes one person outside of their comfort zone. I hope that it's started a train of thought for you on what you can do in your lifetime. Um, Thanks for listening to Overwhelmingly Underwhelmed. I'm your host, Lexi, and I'll see you next time. You are listening to Overwhelmingly Underwhelmed with Lexi Partell. (laughs) 